I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Who shoots himself in the leg with his own gun. I did get jumped by all six of you chumps. And Wink did fuck my girl. I'm still standing here screaming, fuck the free world. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we are in La Casa on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tuesday at five o'clock, prime time. Uh, so if you're riding home from work and you're listening to this um, in your car using the Spreecast app on your iPhone and you're so technologically savvy that, uh, you know, you got it plugged into your stereo uh, just the same way that we do. All I got to say is just don't look at the cameras, man. Like, what are yeah. you doing? Keep your eyes on the fucking road. Watch that car. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, you know, we have a, a very special guest, as always. Um, he's been on the show several times before, but it's been a while since we had him in here. Uh, it's our man Dexter from Shadow Doll Productions. Uh, you definitely hear his name two times a week, even if he's not here. So, uh, and probably more than that, uh, cause we bring him up for jokes and stuff on other shows. What's going on, Dex? I thought I heard somebody talking about me behind my back. It was you guys. <laughs> Your ears are getting hot. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm getting paranoid my old age. <laughs> How you been, man? I've been great, man. I've been really good. Uh, first of all, everybody, of course, should know you go to shadowdollproductions.com. Um, and that's where you can find all of the audio plays, all of the movies, f- feature films, uh, short films, uh, a ton of stuff, um, all right there. Um, and then make, you know, DVDs, uh, just digital downloads, whatever you're into, he's got it. We ain't um, got no theater though, fuck that shit. No theater yet, but you know, <laughs> uh, but I'm sure it's coming soon. Um, what's going uh like dex like what what's the current project what what's what are you working on i always see you talking about you know dead room on the uh old twitter machine there man what what's, what you got going on well dead room's a tv series a locally t- syndicated tv series that we put together and there's even a chance to get on sci-fi channel so you know, right. cool. you know my my ego wouldn't even be able to be out of control you know, then it'd be all about wearing a zoot suit and, and growing a real thick beard and everything. And just, you know, you guys wouldn't be able to stand me no more. Nah, that's awesome, man. Um, right, you, know, you got a beard. Y'all could be in the same club. Maybe yeah. you can also do. What did you do, like the full Dom DeLuise? You know, just like gain <laughs> like 500 pounds and just wear a sheet and have a gray and a big, fat, nasty beard. Hang but, out, hang uh, out with Burt Reynolds and try to get his, yeah, his, his turn. Yeah, well, I don't know about hanging out with Burt Reynolds. But, you know, <laughs> the Dom thing. You know, cause he was like on that rug neck and shit. I ain't about all that. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, the rest of the Dom Dole, that's the life, man. I just need to like get to a place, successful place in my life, and then I can do that. Well, hopefully you'll be able to direct uh, maybe Sharknado 2 or 3, you know. Um... Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. It's like Karen got that as her name, and it's like it's just plaguing me, man. Do you, now, do I you... love that terrible-ass movie. <laughs> now, do you like, like it, say you get on Sci-Fi, right? And yeah. And you go, Dead Room, coming to Sci-Fi. Yeah. But it's like, up next you know sharknado and then after dead room sharknado would you be like offended that they put your shit next to sharknado or would you or, be like hey I, man i'm on sci-fi i don't give a yeah, fuck how about, how about behind the, the two-headed shark attack <laughs> hey i could be bought man i'll sell like, <laughs> shit. so i'll be loving that sharknado shit and every other bullshit they got on there like you know giant cockroaches whatever man you know uh, <laughs> hurricane roach or whatever you know <laughs> i'm all about i'll sell out in a fucking heartbeat they want to scratch a check i know? do want to see roacher kane i didn't know yeah. that was a movie ah, but that's I, a movie i feel like no i i think dexter just made it up but oh, okay I, I would i would watch roacher kane uh <laughs> Well, I mean, you're gonna be seeing this shit in the theater, Sharknado, right? So, you know, you might as well go yeah. and see Rocha Kane too. Right? Yeah, Rocha Kane. 
a hurricane hits the projects and <laughs> picks up all the roaches and just spreads them like from marcy to brooklyn to uh to uh like manhattan <laughs> i have to script written man yeah that would be awesome too to watch like white people deal with giant ass roaches and shit like that would you be know sweet. what they would call them that's nothing but a water bug right <laughs> right <laughs> so like, i ain't no damn water bug <laughs> um so first of all man like how has it been di- like with i guess kind of the shift between like filming a show show because i know you feel you know this isn't your first time uh filming stuff this isn't your first time putting things together but is it a lot different when you're doing like you know a serial show oh yeah yeah i actually love it that tv is what i've always wanted to do you know just because um you know a movie is so quick and you can only do so much character development in a movie you know 90 mm-hmm. minutes two hours and there's only so much a character can grow in a tv series you can show a progression over 13 hours you know and so i enjoy that but uh the thing about this we get locally syndicated you know, that means we'll be like 2 p.m. On, on a Saturday in Charlotte or whatever, and we'll be on like 12, 15, 20 stations. But oh. we're going to get our advertise, half our advertising money up front. Whoa. So we only have like three months to have the episode ready to air, or those advertisers want their money back. We're talking about like a million dollars. Whoa. Wow. There's going to be a lot of pressure to like once they scratch that check for us to produce this thing and get it out there. Wow. Yeah. So like how, um, what's the turnaround? First of all, how long is the episode? Yeah. Well, it's like 42 minutes. Okay, so what's the turnaround on just filming, like, one episode? Like, how long would it, does of actual, like, work work and filming and all that stuff does it take to get one episode done? Well, like, in Hollywood, it takes seven days to shoot it and then about four weeks for post-production. But, wow. you know, they do one episode at a time. We're actually going to block shoot the entire season, which means... Like, you know, if there's six episodes that have scenes in your house, yeah. and so like maybe three uh, three scenes, the first episode, and then five scenes, the second episode, whatever, we'd shoot at your house until we're done. We've shot all the scenes. Wow. And then we go somewhere else. Where in Hollywood, they don't do that. They would go to your house now, and two weeks from now, they would come back to your house. And, you know, four weeks from now, they come back to your house. We're, we're going to block shoot the whole thing. So wow. it's only, we're going to be done with the entire season in 41 days. So that means wow. you need to know stuff pretty much ahead of time. Wow. So, like, if I die in episode five and it happens in my house, we're going to film that possibly day one. Yeah. And so, so you can't do too much adjusting then. Like, you know, oh, I've written the whole season already. You know, all 13 episodes, it's like 600 pages of script. It's all been wow. written and it's all been scheduled out. We'll shoot over 41 days. And there can be a couple of scenes where we're actually going to have the blackout tips, like on somebody listening to it on the radio or uh, in their iPod or something like that. Wow. And it'll just be random, so you'll just be checking out. Hopefully, you'll be checking it out. Uh, no, I'm going to be watching this shit. Yeah, like, yeah we're going to DVR. We're going to be live tweeting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just saw you had that Rod live tweets. I love that, man. Yeah, yeah. I decided to move my live tweets. Cold people, you know, I figured some people probably some get annoyed. Man. Uh A little bit, I think. And plus, I like, you know what I like is my freedom. So I feel yeah. like my whole thing about everything I do is if I tell you up front, I don't want to hear shit. You know, it's kind of like how the motto of our show is nothing's wrong if it's funny. funny. And we start yeah. the show with that. Or, you know, uh, my Twitter account is like, fuck you. I'm fucking asshole. Don't follow me. Uh, I, I like that. So that later, you know, like yesterday, someone started arguing with, with me about something. And then they said, oh, I just looked at your profile uh i see your asshole and i was like that i was like yes, yes. that saved me so, so much, much time. time and you time too yeah i know you think you're insulting me but that means it's working so yes that's why i move my live tweets is like i'm i live tweet shit i spoil stuff 
i don't don't complain about it over here you know i told you up front you didn't have to follow the account um but uh yeah it's been a pretty peaceful existence since i did that i don't get any more of those no nope. i can really do do you know i don't watch true blood until two hours after true blood comes on you know and, and also i think not as many people follow that account either not yet okay. but uh i think people will trickle over too especially when i like tonight i'll be talking about catfish and then half the people will be like oh you made this account i didn't know about that so you know but um enough about it's me. exciting though like when you because you are funny with the live tweet some people they live tweet but they just try to force some shit and it's just not funny you know and so yeah you are, so like when you've live tweeted a couple of our things like dirt cheap therapy and trim reaper that was it was a huge thrill you yeah know, as a filmmaker well so, ho- hopefully yeah. one day my live tweet will make it onto like someone's uh promotional thing <laughs> that was, yeah, i know right <laughs> but like cnn it'll have to be raw cens- live tweets it'll have to be you censored that, um i i actually uh is, you remember the show zero hour it only lasts like three episodes mm-hmm. but i tweeted about that three days after the premiere and i happened to use the official hashtag by mm-hmm. accident i was just you know i just used hashtag and one of the writers of that show started cussing me out on twitter whoa he was checking it and we had we actually had a good conversation you know about it after he finished cussing me out and he was like, he talking about what well, the network interfered, and he's talking about how shitty the ratings were, and he oh. knew they were going to be canceled after just one episode and everything. Wow. So if you would use, like, the real hashtag, you'd probably, you know, get good and bad flack from the actual... It, you know what? It does happen when I use a real hashtag sometimes, but, like, uh, like there's a couple things I do on Twitter that's a little bit different. Like, I ne- almost never at celebrities. Oh, no. Um, I, I pretty much, like, if there's an official hashtag for something, I... Uh, like i I normally won't use it unless it's like you know just everybody's using it so i'll be okay but like and then once in a while somebody will say it like it'll like uh i I love this show this new show called drunk history it comes on comedy central and it's just people get drunk as shit (laughs) and try to explain history and uh, yeah it's such a simple idea but it's so good (laughs) Um, so I was tweeting about that and then one of the writers from Drunk History like followed me in, uh, on Twitter or, uh, I was talking about Oprah's Life class and then the Oprah's Life class account stars like retweeting me and all this stuff. They never retweet me when I'm like, this show is bullshit. But whenever I'm like, <laughs> well, it is kind of deep that that dude doesn't have a father and he has issues and they're like, that is correct. Retweet. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you gotta be careful though, man. So do you, Follow your like stuff where you like, are you going to be looking all over Twitter? Like if someone's talking about dead room, they better not be talking shit. I'm going to fucking straighten them out. Well, I would, I would have a sense of humor about it. You know, unless mm. there people are like doing a death threats thing, which I'm, is a big part of Twitter, which I don't understand. But mm. you know, if it, unless it's a death threat shit, I'd have a sense of humor about it. Yeah. All that shit's admissible in court too. So I don't know what mm-hmm. the fuck people are thinking. I, I watched mm-hmm. an episode of snap the other day. It was Shantarica Madden. She killed her roommate because uh shantarica was extremely religious and her roommate was living in sin smoking weed letting her boyfriend come over and bang her out and shit and <laughs> apparently shantarica never got to the part of the bible that says don't kill people uh oh thought it was in the beginning but uh uh i guess not um so she decided that um she was gonna stab her roommate to death and one of the things they used in court as evidence was this time where she got in an altercation with her with a roommate um and said some shit about snitches get stitches and and they were like and they they were read it was funny though because it was like a 50 year old white dude reading it so it's like (laughs) oh it's all proper wouldn't yeah it's like this bitch is tripping (laughs) i was like like, well you're going to prison but um for a long long time because like if you're if you're gonna kill this person why warn him 
Right. And you're not going to kill them. If they happen to get killed some other way, guess who shows up at your door? The police. That's my biggest, you know what? That is my biggest fear with Twitter is not that I would, uh, kill somebody and have evidence. I'm not going to kill anybody, but that I would make a joke like, man, I will fuck you up. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And that person gets fucked up and they're like, the last tweet he got was from Rod. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I've seen oh, snapped oh. enough to know. And, uh, Shaniqua is black. It's Shinterica. Oh, Shinterica. She black. Yeah, yeah, she was black. Okay. Shinterica Madden was black. She killed a, she actually, I, I couldn't believe I never heard of this case before. She actually killed, it's called, uh, snapped, uh, couples or something like yeah. that. Snapped. I don't want to say, it's not couples. Let me eject on that. I don't know what it is. It's snapped something, <laughs> some killer couples. That's what it killer is. Snapped That's killer couples. Killer couples. Um, and what she does, what they do is they like, you know, normally it's like a boyfriend, girlfriend or something. Well, this time it was roommates and they weren't in on it together. They were just such, such bad roommates that she ended up, uh, she ended up killing her roommate and she was so bad at killing her roommate. Like she didn't have a plan or anything. She like got in a fight with the girl, stabbed her to death. Her boyfriend, the, the other girl's boyfriend calls. She takes the girl's cell phone, sends back fucked up text messages that don't make oh. sense so the boyfriend's like i'm coming over of course she gets scared she runs out the room bumps into her other like sweet maid or whatever from across the hall she's holding a bloody blanket and a knife falls out like it's, oh. it, was, it was just so stupid and then the police did the police come she runs from the police on foot in the parking lot <laughs> the police catch up with her and they're like yeah you're um you're under arrest uh we're gonna take you down to the station and talk to you Dad, she a Scooby Doo character, ain't she? I know. And then in the in the uh you know the interrogation, she's like, "Yeah, um, there's this guy with dreads that came and he just killed her." And they're like, "For what?" Like, I don't know. I saw him a couple times before, and he just asked for, her and then he killed her, and then he left. And just, they were like, "Uh, yeah, why are you have blood on your clothes?" And she, she's like, "Oh yeah, that blood. Um, okay, here's what happened for real this time." Um, I bumped into her by accident and she bumped into me and we were pushing back and forth and I just accidentally stabbed her to death. So yeah, wow. she, she got 25 to life or whatever. Oh yeah. I'm about to say, come on now. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, don't be threatening people on Twitter. I bump into a lot of people. And I don't stab them. Yeah. yeah. Murder is hard. I, apparently, you know, it's like, it's really difficult to pull off, I guess. You know what's funny, Dex? If you watch Snapped, you see how close a lot of these women come to getting away from this shit. Like, mm-hmm. it is scary how, like, like sometimes it'll be incidental shit like her boyfriend stopped by and you're like, yeah. if that dude didn't stop by, that, la- that lady gets away with murder. You know? Now, this one wasn't a good example because it was like a passion killing yeah, of a roommate. Was- but there's way more where it's like, and then he got cancer and he was already dying and they weren't sure he was going to recover, but she poisoned his tea every day. And ah. a little bit at a time, he died, and they thought it was the cancer. And then she spent the insurance money and bought her son a boat. And you know, twenty years later, someone go, some like informant calls up and is like, "I know what really happened. She killed that motherfucker." And they're like, "What? Oh, let's check the toxicology reports. Oh, it, there was poison in the system. Like so close to getting away. It's scary, man. So I don't cross women. Fuck that." Yeah. <laughs> Like, they're not strong as us, so they have to, like, fucking plot for years 
and come up with these immaculate uh, ass. Of course. We I feel like there's a lot of unsung. Go, we ain't going to go blow to blow with you. We get our asses whooped. Yeah, I feel like there's a ton of women on the streets that have murdered people and we just don't know. <laughs> true. Well, I don't cross women anyway because they'll put your business right out there on Front Street. That's, That's true, too. So yeah. I, ain't, I ain't crossing none of them. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's, there's a few women that got bodies on them and we just have no idea. And uh, I don't want to know, you know. <laughs> I keep, keep, keep that secret. Yeah, keep it to yourself, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, what, let me, let me see what else. Who all are you working with that we know about in Dead Room? I thought I saw Eric Dubell. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he plays a mentalist, you know, mm. uh, well, he plays a numerologist. Okay. So, you know, we're kind of keeping it in his comfort zone. Uh, so, uh, and we're actually doing a premiere, a private premiere at Kelly Ryder's house tomorrow. You remember Kelly Ryder? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, possible white man, Kelly Ryder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she will kick your, she's now 16, so it's a little bit less embarrassing if she kicks your ass. A little right. Bit. But you know, it's still and, pretty embarrassing. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, yo, because last time we talked on, the, we were on the show, she was fifteen, and you said that, like, if, after she kicks your ass, if she's standing over your thrashing body and she freestyles a rap, right. then you might as well just go kill yourself. That's how embarrassing it is. It is that embarrassing. Now that she's fifteen. Has that? How has that dynamic changed? What's uh, it's still as embarrassing as before. So, <laughs> yeah, nothing think, about that has changed. Yeah, I feel like she had to get to a good like uh, twenty-five to thirty before it's. Uh, like one percent less embarrassing, but still pretty fucking embarrassing. Uh, no matter how you shape it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't cross her either. But, yeah. Uh, so she's on there, and uh, Laurent's gonna be on there. Okay. He's gonna play, he's gonna play an FBI agent. Uh, hopefully, know. he's not gonna try to freestyle battle her again. No, that didn't yeah. work out. Well, it, it ended up being a tie, didn't it? Uh, no, she won. She okay. won for sure. <laughs> when we made, I think we made it the poll, and she oh, won. That's right. That's she right. She won by yeah. a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Laurent, if you're listening, it's man. Scientific, hey. scientific Listen. evidence. <laughs> sorry, man. But what up, Laurent? <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, those three that you know of, mm. and then um, got John Fouts involved. Mm. You remember him? Yep. And uh, Lisa's. Oh yeah, how could I forget Lisa? You know, she's on the beginning of every show with her mm. hot voice. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, she plays a mom and she's like choking people out. And she kills people, and so she's pretty hardcore in this one. Oh man, I can't wait to, to what is the general premise of the show? It's a it's about a room. You can go into a room and you see ghosts. Okay. So you have to go in there by yourself and it's a ghost that you know except that there's a couple of these really powerful ghosts that anybody can see that are they're manipulative manipulative as hell. Ah, okay. It, but it's basically like get lost crossed with um, you know, 90210 in, in a sense. You know, so it's a mm. it's a teen supernatural drama but without the suckiness of like 90210. Okay. Okay. It kind of reminds me of uh, maybe like a Sixth Sense almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you can see some dead people and stuff, man. That's cool, man. And um, like, what was the process to try to get this like picked up? Like, is that like, is the work more like you know the passion of uh, because I know you love writing and filming and all that stuff. Is that the work part of this, or is he like going out pitching this to people, getting someone to support it, get trying to get it on TV? Is that more work? Well, the, uh, I have minions for that, thank God. Oh, okay. For, for that part of it. Uh, there's actually a, a filmmaker in Raleigh who's also happens to be a, a cop there. And uh, he's doing his own uh, film, you know, which is uh, about gangs and he, all the money's going to go back to community. He's a really good guy. But anyway, he's another executive producer and he knows a lot of TV station producers and, and like um, station managers and stuff like that. So he's going to help us get on the stations. Okay. But. Uh, Really, though, it's like if you can imagine trying to schedule 41 days of shooting for 600 pages of script, it was just like it, it takes every minute of your day for weeks. You know, it's just crazy. 
Yeah. So I don't, know, I don't enjoy that part of it. What, what What are your hours like? Like, do you time it where you can rest, or you just go, 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 go? Yeah, you already or? were working the fuck out of yourself yes. uh, before this. So, like, what is it like now? The well, my health's straight in the tank, you know. So, mm. uh, but like, you know, I sleep like five hours a day and relax a couple hours a day, and pretty much the rest of it's work. But you know, I do switch it up. So there is some fun stuff. Like, for instance, we just got. Accepted at the Action on Film Festival. Three of my films have been accepted. Oh man, congratulations! Cool. Got like five nominations just for Dirt Cheap Therapy. So now we've got three films. So I'm expecting you know anything less than ten nominations, I'm gonna be pissed off. Okay, so, yeah, that's that's dope, man. Congratulations! So today I've been working on like trailers and posters for specifically for them. You know because uh-huh. they've got you know, they'll have distributors there and they've got a press release they're gonna put out and all this stuff. So that's that's a fun change of pace. Oh, uh, that's what's up. Would you now, hey Dex? Would you ever consider moving to like? cali or like new york or anything yeah. like that or you hey, uh fuck no <laughs> there's no way i'm north carolina man i ain't going out there you know, <laughs> the, you know um hell to the no that's just not gonna <laughs> i love it i love it um all right well listen if you've been listening this far you probably should know but in case you don't this is the blackout tips podcast and uh you can find us a bunch of places the easiest of which being going to the blackout tips.com uh, we're also on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, um, Podomatic, a bunch of places like that. When you're at theblackouttips.com, you can sign up for our premium section and listen to all our premium spinoff podcasts and stuff. I actually have a new trailer to play for everybody that, uh, you know, wants to know what the fuck do you guys talk about that I should have to pay to hear. Um, I talked to this guy named Jordan. He is from a website called chocolatemodels.com. Uh, for those who are not familiar, it is a pornography website. That's right. A lot of women of color with big asses shaking it around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, yo, I wonder if that dude would talk to me for an hour. And guess what? I was right. He would. <laughs> um, I was his first podcast he ever did, but, um, he had some crazy ass stories. Uh, yes, I think, he did. I think this clip is like four minutes. So let me just play this for you guys real quick. Um, and enjoy. One, two, three, four, me to talk. Hey, welcome to another episode of Medium Talk. Yo, what if I could get in contact with my man from ChocolateModels.com? What's up, Jordan? What's up, brother? Well, ChocolateModels.com is basically a combination of an online magazine, a DVD site, and a video on-demand site. So basically, if you want big booty DVDs with the hottest models and exotic dancers, you can get that there. If you want to see photos and, you know, downloadable videos of the same hot girls, you can get that there. What is a recruiting of a dancer like? I had an idea. I said, I'm going to take my business cards. I'm going to staple, like, five, ten, and twenty dollar bills to, like, my business cards. The girls that I think that are really popping, I'm going to give them the, the business card with the $20 bill stapled to it. The girls that are like in between, I'll give them one with the 10 And the girls that are eh, not that great, I'll, I'll, I'll still give them the 5 Have you ever had like a bad video set where it's just like the girl wasn't popping like you thought she was? And you're like, this shit is never going to make see the light of day. Of course, man. You can't. I mean, once you get to a certain number of video shoots, when you get over a hundred under your belt, shit is just gonna happen. But I had a situation where a girl came in and, um, you know, she wanted to have a little drink. I gave her a little drink. But then, I, I, we have an area where the girls change, you know, in the bathroom. 
And I guess she was, you know, had her own drink on top of what I gave her. <laughs> and, you know, by the time it was, you know, time for her to shoot on the first dance set, I mean, she was wobbling and looking like she's going to fall over. And it was a little like, mm, I don't know if this is going to work out. And I, didn't like to, and I didn't like to tell women, you know, you don't want to tell a woman, hey, this is not going to work out. And then she went and locked herself in the bathroom. What? And she demanded, yeah, and she demanded that I pay her, or she's not gonna leave. So I'm <laughs> like, this is some bullshit right here. <laughs> yeah. I never, even, and even before I got into the business, I had never actually been to a strip club. Mm. You know, so I, w I'm, I wouldn't be the type to hang out in a strip club. And at some point during that video, she says that she has a crush on her boss and that happened to be me <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what i mean that's yeah. how the story actually went down i just got into this search for the truth to the meaning of life mm. and i just went on this deep you know research into all types of topics and i was reading i must have literally I think I must have ordered at least about 700 books off Amazon.com. You ever had any That's issues with, like, uh, chicks having, like, a jealous boyfriend or anything like that? Eight or nine years after that, she was like, uh, she called me up and she said, um, oh, um, um, I basically messed up her, her marriage. Her, she was engaged to get married and, and, and she was blaming me for messing that up because a fiance had saw her picture on the side and what? you know he didn't want to marry a stripper and all this type of shit and wow. it was funny too because she was claiming that she didn't even do the video this is what she's telling me <laughs> like like i don't even i didn't even do the video i don't even know how do you even get video of me i'm like are you tripped what do you mean? Like, come on, man. Like, I got contracts. I got your ID. Let's, let's keep it real. She was, she was going to stick to I that mean? lie, dog. She was going to stick to that lie. Um, yeah, so that's like some of the highlights from the interview. That um, was actually a great interview. Yeah, and it went for a weird turn where he like kind of talked about trying to find the meaning of life like halfway through. And I was like, wait, I thought I was talking to a, a porn dealer, dude. <laughs> but uh, it got pretty deep, man. Um we should do an ass room spinoff. Yeah, <laughs> I would watch that. Yes, you know? uh, get that on. Uh, get might have to get that on uh, cable, but um, I'm definitely <laughs> game for that. Uh, if you need any uh, extra parts, let me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, there's actually one part I left out of the clip. Well, there's a bunch of shit I left out of the clip, but one thing that was crazy was he ran a forum. He had one of the first like uh, forums on the internet as far as like you know really hitting like ten thousand hits a day mm -hmm. and. All these people coming there, generating traffic, and it's just dudes talking about all kinds of BS, you know, around this site. And um, they got shut down by like Homeland Security, Security. because after 9/11, people were making jokes, and some people were posting like pictures of nuclear bombs and shit. And uh, the FBI contacted him, is like, we want these people's names, and he was like, I gotta shut this shit down. It got too serious, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> like no, nobody's worth going to jail for, man. Not over some internet jokes. Um, of course, the official weapon of the show is the taser, and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
uh all kinds of guests have uh, been you know looking forward to that uh it's funny because uh whenever somebody doesn't say it we always get people in the chat like damn <laughs> can't believe they fucked it up but they yeah missed they chance dex never misses it man he never well, I missed it. it once i got so much grief i ain't never missing that shit <laughs> <laughs> hell no it's like uh spider-man and uncle ben you know yeah <laughs> um all right first but thing I thought that you hated that dude now or some or he like unfollowed you or some shit uh who uh uncle ben the football guy which dude? Bullet ball. Oh man, okay. he won't. Oh, he unfollowed you on. Uh, he unfriended Facebook. me on Facebook, dog. And I and Aww. I, I privately messaged him. and Was like, can you please do the show? And he was like, man, fuck y'all. I was like, all right yeah. then, dog. That's why you unofficial bitch. Um, <laughs> so it, it seems. Uh, <laughs> I, I was having some a few random thoughts today. Uh, first things first. Uh, quick one. I saw a store. It was called the CPR store. I don't know if this is like a chain or any. any have either of y'all heard of the CPR store? Mm-mm. No. Well, now, they have a heart attack joint. You think you? What do you think, Karen? CPR. They having heart attacks. They falling heart, out. Mm-hmm. Need need help. What Cardiac you, arrest. What would you think they uh they specialized in, Dex? I guess uh, training people. You know, I need some uh, nurse that knows CPR hanging around me all the time. Anyway. Right. Well, guess what they sell? Cell phone repair. That. <laughs> That is terrible branding, right? Like, they must get, like, a 100 calls a day of just, like, hey, man, look, it's an emergency situation. Can you just help me out? It's like, I don't know anything about that, sir. I help your iPhone if the yeah. iPhone's breaking. My, my, my. Sell that shit that was in a James Bond movie where he did it to himself. He started his own heart back up. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. in um go, uh, Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. Oh, yeah, uh, coming come in and looking for a pacemaker. And they were like, we don't sell those. Right. Meanwhile, you passing out about to die in the sun and shit. <laughs> it's like, sir, it, it, let me see your iPhone, sir. I can fix the screen. I can fix the screen. Oh, he's dead. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got another one, guys. Another dead guy in the lobby. We gotta really change the name. And then the outside of the store has a logo with the red, like the red and white cross thing that. Well, are you associated- serious? Yes. It's- That's associated with saving lives. Come yes. on, dog. It's so fucked up, man. I, I should get one of my actors go in there and just pretend to be dead. Oh, now that, die. maybe that's the next thing is prank show, you know? Yeah. Like you just <laughs> do, do, uh, do a live prank show or you just go around messing with people. I, I wouldn't mind. See in the CPR store, people are trying to handle actual CPR. Um, <laughs> another thing I saw last night on, on the internet, I had, I got, I get these emails from Groupon, um, which is like the devil, by the way. Cause like you buy one thing on Groupon, it's like they calculate exactly what you want. And they cater it to you too. And every Groupon that shows up has something you want. Like it's of just, of course, like, I would buy that. Like all that food you were talking about the other day. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yep. And, and, and Groupon has this. We'll probably never get it. But Groupon, I'm sure, and I can't see. And the peephole's too high at the front door. So they have this thing where uh, you can actually uh, put, it has like a screen and like a little camera where you put a camera in the peephole and it has a screen. So when somebody walk up to the door, damn it, I can see who's on the other side. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even see that on Groupon. but um, I want that because I can't see. Right. Um, I'll show you the second people we have in the door, by the way. Um, <laughs> there is a second lower people. Um, oh, okay. I'm about to help me out. Yeah. I thought you knew. My mom was traveling for a couple of years ago. She got a, a bikini wax from Groupon one time, and it was sketchy as hell. It was like somebody's <laughs> trailer. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, You got to check those reviews, man. Yeah, check the reviews, the locations. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy. sure it ain't like in my grandma's basement. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy anything without that, that part. It's like, check the small print. I'm like, yep, I'm going to read that. 
um but what i saw on groupon last night was insane to me it was a groupon for like half off of an inspirational christian experience and i was thinking like how does like what if i go but i'm not inspired can i get my money back like is are they guaranteed my inspiration or is that just groupon talking shit because they don't know (laughs) you know and if i go to the christian experience and i'll go you know what it was good i'm not inspired to do anything i feel like i should be able to go get my money back from groupon and i I didn't see anything about being able to get my money back they do a return can i take a date you know if i do take a date is that you know she gonna let me smash at the end of the night because you know it's an inspirational christian experience she might be inspired a different way than i am so i didn't know they were even selling religious things like what others can they also sell like forgiveness for sins and stuff like the catholic church because that would be cool enough for that too uh i would do that in the dark ages you know uh over in Europe 500 years ago, you, if you paid a certain amount of money, you're, all your sins were forgiven. Exactly. Now, if yep. you could get that on a Groupon, yeah. man, shit, I'd be out here sinning right now. <laughs> well, you are anyway. Well, uh, you know, depends, <laughs> on, depends on who you ask. <laughs> you know, that's funny, too, because everybody is always like, um, and you see this a lot, comedians say it, uh, people that curse a lot say it, it's like, well, you know, God made everybody, and he made everything, and he made us in his image. And people, you know, are naturally funny. It's universal that, you know, everybody laughs kind of the same. God must have a sense of humor. But I was thinking last night. I would hope so. What if God don't have a sense of humor? He's going to be a boring God. Yeah. We'd all be fucked, right? We would all, like, can you imagine if he was just a dick? Like, he was like, like, you got (laughs) up there and you're waiting at the pearly gates. And you're like, oh, God, it's me, Rod, from the Black Guy Tips. And he's like, I know who you are. And you're like. Remember, man, you know, I, I made all those jokes and stuff. You know, I was just fucking with you. And then you be like, um, did you see any jokes in the Bible, motherfucker? <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't see. It's, I, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it wasn't funny to him, so it's wrong. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there, like, there were no not-not jokes about Jesus. <laughs> he might have, like, a very, like, one of those liberal sense of humor where it's like, only if Louis C.K. and 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 <laughs> comedians I approve of make the joke, can I laugh? So it's like, you are not on the approval. Just sail right into fucking heaven. The rest of us, are fucked. you know, what I mean? <laughs> I'm so mad, man. If his favorite comedian is Jeff Dunham, we are fucked. Oh my god, y'all! Oh He's like, yeah. what I like Ain't is a nobody good, gonna make it. I like a good wholesome family evening out. Good that's, clean. You know, a little bit of. I like to watch a little bit of the Andy Griffin show, and that's it. Uh oh, this stuff is too much for me. I don't need all this cursing. And, I might not make it then. You know, I've heard about guest race. Out of heaven, man. Right, get up, go to hell. Holding crowd in hell somewhere, man. <laughs> and I'm then the thing is, though, hell might be dope because you get down and there's like Chris Rock, uh, uh-huh. Eddie Murphy when he was funny, or maybe it's Eddie. Maybe it's all these dudes when they're not funny. Uh, maybe what, that's why it's what, hell. Shit, yeah. What, what happened? What, what happened right. if he if the guy looks at you? He said, "Guess who's going to hell? Guess the race." You. <laughs> 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 I'm like, that's a funny joke, God. Now let me in. <laughs> Um, and then my last random thought, and I don't, this isn't even funny. It's just a thing that I was thinking about. And I wonder if other people do it. Um, like, you know how the spelling of Wednesday is completely different than the pronunciation of Wednesday? Yes, it, it always is. Fucks me, up too. me too. I just go WD for short. I'm like, look, I'm why not, I'm not spelling it out. In my head, the only way I can spell it is even, no matter how it types or whatever, I say Wednesday. 
every time like i'm like and i will see you wednesday it's three words just to get it right man i like i don't know who came up with this pronunciation of right someone has a dick it's but retarded. yeah let me put an nes in there it's like that's like it seems like it would be pronounced like w-i-n-d s day like wednesday there were winds blowing on that day or something yes Wedness day? Who the fuck is wedness? I've been spelling it W E D for forty years, man. I don't give a shit. But then I, I don't I feel bad. Right. Mm-hmm. I see you on wed. Oh, you getting at the wedding? <laughs> I, see, I see you at the wedding, Dex. That's next Tuesday. Well, see, they know I ain't never been to a wedding in my life. Ain't going. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't I do weddings either. Mentioned, I mentioned this on Twitter before. I've made up a, a fictional uncle who's ready to die at any time if I get suddenly invited to a wedding. <laughs> yeah, and and I'll just drop his name every now and then so they don't feel like I just made it up on the spot. Oh, oh, Uncle Martin. That's brilliant, dude. Like, especially if you start doing it, like when they start being like, you know, Sarah and I got engaged, and then you're like, you start dropping it right then, like, oh, that's good, man. That's good news to hear. You know, with so much bad news going around, my Uncle Martin's really sick. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Spend a lot of time with him. Oh, good old Uncle Marty, man. Well, especially talk about that destination wedding shit where you got to drop $3,000 just to get to the fucking place, right? Only assholes. They still want a gift, man. Fuck, your gift is me being here, motherfucker. Only assholes do that. I know. I know, right? So I'm getting married in Jamaica. I'm like, you are an asshole. <laughs> you're going to be by yourself. You're right. You some locals to watch that shit. It's like, I would really like for you to be there. Well, I would really like $3,000, but I'm not, <laughs> you know. We're not going. I'm not going. I'm sorry. Can you, like, I Skype me? I'm going for a wedding. I sure as fuck ain't going to Jamaica for it. Right. Oh, you know what? You said that. Why aren't people smart enough to do that where they actually have, like, Skype wedding, where they looking, but, like, for the people that's not here yeah. on the video camp, I mean, because when, when you have you know weddings, why? everybody might not want to be there. You know why, Karen? Why? Nobody would fucking show up. That's yeah, why. exactly. Nobody wants to see your fucking wedding. I don't care about your love. I don't. That's your personal pledge. That, that's the truth. What's that have to do with me? So you need a new toaster from me because you love a motherfucker? What's that got to do with? Those two things have nothing to do with each other. So, fuck and now. the other annoying thing is Rowan Jr. said it the best. You know, and I love his comment. But he said that he wishes that people would be as open and out there and loud about their divorces as they were about their weddings. You know, mm-hmm. and they're not. True. They're all undercover. They don't want to talk about it. Oh, well, you know, it's personal. It wasn't personal when I had to listen to your fucking engagement for six months. You know but what? I- you have completely changed my mind on this topic. I think I am for messy, uh, messy ass social media breakups. Yes. You, you have now changed it because well, you're right. Just, I'm stealing his comedy. It was him. But, no, yeah. That's fine. No, I love it. This is, <laughs> that is a good ass point, man. Because yeah. because in the first place, I didn't give a fuck, and you made me have to give a fuck. It's like, yeah, my yeah. wedding's on uh, Saturday uh, during the fucking uh, you know it's, Super Bowl. It's, it's, it's during the college uh, prime time, but hey, don't worry about it. Your favorite team's playing. It's a cup bowl game, but it's my day, so fuck you and your day. It's like, <laughs> yeah, when y'all break up, I should be able to like retweet that shit, like it. Yeah. You know, tell it's people. fucking face, man. As soon as they meet each other, they're in love, and then you got to see this shit all over the fucking place. And then they get engaged, you got to hear about it, and then they're asking you to wedding and shit. So I want to, the, the fruits of all that is me being able to enjoy their breakup, which we know is going to happen. I love this idea. I want to, like, pick sides and shit and root. Yeah. Like, I want to, like, ah. like, I want to, I want to score it. You know, like, I want to, <laughs> every day I want to wake up, go on your Facebook page and be like, uh, right now I have this, uh, six to seven, uh, sh- uh, she's up right now. Uh, look, I had you going strong in the, in the 10th uh, round, but, uh, you kind of stumbled there when you brought up that thing about how you still love her when you got drunk that day. So I had to dock you a couple points. Uh, but oh, hey, good and, luck, champ. Get and, out there. And you know, they actually have, you know, how you have a reception for being married. They actually have re- divorce receptions. 
I mean, like, like where people actually get and do a ceremony and literally get be at the end they're divorced. Well, who dances together? Uh, you, you and the bridesmaid and him and the. Uh, yeah, what do you? What is that? A, what do you fight to the death or some shit? Like, why would you? No, just go through a ceremony, throw a party and shit. Well, it does seem like a celebration, especially when you don't. For a like lot, them. for a lot of people, it is. For a lot of people, I bet you it's peaceful. And and you know what? They probably they should say vows. They're like, look. This motherfucker right here got some stinking ass feet. Thank right. God we get the divorce. Right. I do. do she roast. can't cook. They should do a roast for divorces. Oh, that would be good too, uh, man. Yeah. To, she she out him on his panty fetish, you know, and, and he can out her on like all the drinking and, you know, it'd be awesome. Here's what I think. If you get a divorce, you should have to buy me a gift. That's what I think. Yes, so exactly. if I bought you a toaster oven, I don't want my toaster oven back. Okay. <laughs> that was nine years ago. That shit probably is fucked up. Broke Go now. give give that to Goodwill. That's yours now. But I want something new on your way out. And I think we, we can lower the divorce rate because yeah. people people will be like, you know, I don't uh, I don't love you no more. I don't want to be with you, but I also don't have any money for a microwave. <laughs> so we gotta work this shit out. that would that would calm that shit right down uh now i was reading about this man and uh first person i thought of was dexter i saved a couple articles for you um and this one i saw today and i think you might have got ripped off man have you heard about this new lisa kudrow show no all right lisa kudrow is uh she co-created a darkly comic web series called web therapy it's about a delusional borderline incompetent therapist fiona wallace and they spell Wallace like in a stupid way that nobody spells it. I hate when movies do that. Where like, oh, his last name is Smith, but with a Y. See, it's like, well, no one would do that. So change it back. Anyway, she pioneers her own modality of therapy of opinion that tra- the uh, of the opinion that traditional fifty minute sessions encourage too much time wasting and rambling. She conducts her sessions in three minutes burst via webcam. That sounds like dirt cheap therapy to me. Somebody's getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> Quick therapy. I feel like uh we've already seen this. Sorry, yeah. Showtime. <laughs> oh, but uh Showtime running dirt cheap therapy is suing somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm get that money. I don't like her anyway. You know, so uh yeah. I'm sure she's not as good, you know. So no, no way. So there's that. <laughs> Alexa killed that shit. Yeah, I, f- I feel like this shit will just get canceled anyway and there won't be any money left. Of they'll course. Be, they'll be like, well, actually, we stole your idea and um, you owe us $500 because uh, production's worth a motherfucker on here and um, your piece of it uh, after I stole your shit is uh, this much. But well, yeah. That friends curse. All six of them are on friends. They ain't been able to do shit. Everything fails. At all. Anything they touch is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It- I mean, like, it was a fucking charity that Joey got a second season. I mean, that was just the network just being ashamed to admit that they failed. So. You, it's, I call it the curse of not having any black people on your show. <laughs> it, it strikes it strikes everybody different ways. It got the people from yeah. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. You know, throw a couple brothers and sisters up in there, man. It'll cut it. It'll cut back on it, man. But if you don't have any black people on your show, you next thing you know, Michael Richards rock around using the N word for a stand up. <laughs> George Costanza can't get another fucking sitcom that works. It's like, yeah, it matters, man. Get a couple brothers on there. It works out. Um, a Pink Panther gang. Have you guys heard of the Pink Panther gang? Mm-mm. All right. I'm this, scared. This, I feel like um, somebody might already have a movie in production on this, but maybe we get Dexter to work. He can like beat him to, to actual like production time because this shit feels like a movie. 
members of an international network of jewel thieves now jewel thief already is a movie type of thief oh yeah oh of course yeah you know like you don't know any jewel thieves in real life everybody knows people you might knock over a jewelry store yeah, but you yep. probably have liquor store on your resume and yeah, bank know. on your resume. Right, you don't on the store, Family Dollar. You don't specialize in jewelry. You big pops <laughs> shop. Past seventeen ATMs to get to this house to get one jewel that you can't fence for five years. Yes, that's yep. a dramatic ad. That's how you do it. So, uh, they had a, a they have a flair for dramatic. They staged an assault on a Swiss prison to liberate two members being held inside. That was straight from the opening scene of an action movie. <laughs> Milan Poparic, a 34-year-old Bosnian and a member of the gang, was broken out of a Swiss prison with a fellow inmate after receiving help from two other Pink Panther members. Poparic was serving a six-year and eight-month sentence for robbing a Swiss jewelry store in 2009. The gang members on the outside drove two vans into the prison, right into their barbed wire fence, knocked that down. What? Who who paid for this? Paramount? Right. <laughs> uh, while the inmates were in the yard exercising, so they must have knew he was out there, right? Um, so then they hop out. They start suppressing the guards with AK-47 fire. Oh, shit. Yes. Then they set up ladders for Papyric and his inmate friend to hop the fence and get in one of the vans. The other van, they set on fire to distract the guards. Oh, shit. Somebody did their research. Wow. This shit should be a movie, man. Yeah, man. I'm already want to watch this, and I don't even know what they're gonna do next. Um, apparently they've allegedly stolen 396 million dollars worth of jewels in Europe, Asia, the Middle East, and North America since 1999. Damn, that travel. Who steals that much jewels and don't quit? Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's some greedy shit. They must be, you know, dropping it all in fucking Vegas. I, yeah, I, I, I feel like this movie starts with the one more hit. And yes. I'm getting out the yeah. game. And, and my thing is this. Who steals these mini Jews and have these private jets to go all around the world and nobody ever says anything about the private jet randomly landing? Mm, <laughs> because how are you going to get to all these places unless you fly? Uh, Well, maybe they pay the right people off. I don't know. But I feel about like... boat? I feel like George Clooney could play the, uh, you know, one of the, the, the gang members. They break out. And they break uh-huh. him out because he knows, you know, where everything is. And they can't do it without him. You know, and then he's mad because there's some inner turmoil in the gang because they left him in there for like two years before they even came and got him. So, uh, you know, what? and you know what? They probably got secret identities and things like that. They probably changed their fingerprints and their, and their irises on their eyes and everything. Because, <laughs> you know, you've been stealing shit for that long. Somebody got you on film somewhere. Yeah, true. I feel like Brad Pitt's got to be in this, too, because if I got George Clooney, I'm going to need me some Brad Pitt, you know, so they can do that little Ocean's Eleven type thing they like to do. Well, then, um, then you gotta have Don Cheadle. So. Yeah, I, of course. Yeah, well, uh-huh. everything I cast has at least one black person in it. And Don Cheadle is a competent dude, so I would definitely throw him in there. Um, maybe I'll make him, um, I think I would make him the fencer, the fence, you know, the guy who takes the jewels and haggles with them and gives them a hard time. But at the end of the day, you know, he gives them a break, you know, cause it's them. Um, and then of course he like snitches on him at the end and he's kind of a bad guy, but he, I've said too much. I don't want to give away the whole plot, but, um, that yeah. sounds like salt too to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a terrible ass movie. Please not, not is, salt. Is Angelina Jolie in this? I don't. I hope not. I don't, that's that's going to be no, nothing sexy about it. Yeah. Man. I don't see this movie at all anymore. <laughs> I'm scrapping, I'm scrapping this shit. Sorry. 
Um, uh, uppercut, man. Uppercut. <laughs> uh, now, um, I noticed a new thing that's happening, and uh, Dex is somebody in the entertainment industry, uh, especially, you know, about to get, you know, TV show and all this stuff. Um, have you been keeping up with, like, how people get outraged at stuff now on TV and, uh, like, in music and stuff, and now all of a sudden it's like this outcry of, I'm offended and we need to petition this and get this out the air and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People just love to do that shit and none of it's real. Do you ever write with that in mind? Like, Oh, this would be funny. Oh, wait a minute. People are going to be a dick about, you know, this kid has autism. Let me change that up. Take that out of the scene. Cause that people will f- will f- think that's fucked up. Um, no, um, just, you know, I guess, you know, because I don't really care about religious themes, so I don't go there. Mm-hmm. But, like, that seems to be what pisses people off the most. You know, there's still people pissed about the last temptation of Christ, and that was, what, 1989? Yeah. So, uh, but, no, that doesn't really cross my mind. I, you know, if we get on Sci-Fi Channel, you know, and they'll have a bunch of notes like that. And, like I said, I'll sell out. I don't care. You know, just scratch yeah. me a check. You know, so, but until then, you know, no. Well, um, there's this thing in rap lately where, like, uh, I think Lil Wayne said something about um, Emmett Till, who was this black dude that got, well, kid really, that got killed for whistling at a white woman back in like 19 something something. And he made a like line out of it about beating the pussy up like Emmett Till. Nobody liked that. He ended up losing his Mountain Dew sponsorship behind it. Then he apologized. Uh, Rick Ross made a song about date rape, basically, where he talked about <laughs> putting uh, uh, uh ecstasy in a woman's drink she uh passes out he has sex with her she never even knows it uh he ends up defending it and then mountain uh then uh adidas cuts his sponsorship and then he apologized um there's a guy j cole he made a joke about autism or a lot about autism and retarded in the same line and of course people didn't like that so he apologized he didn't lose anything but he apologized well also when this shit happens it's kind of like free promotion so yeah. it's like maybe I wasn't gonna listen to your fucking song. I didn't care, but now it's like a thing that's leading my news. So it's like, well, I guess I'll listen to this and see what everybody's so offended about. Well, the rapper Two Chains, he's coming out with an album, and nobody's really paying attention to this because nobody gives a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he was cute a year ago, but now everybody's kind of over Two Chains. Mm-hmm. So he <laughs> released an article. Uh, he ha- he has a song that's been out for a while. It's called Feds Watching. And I heard it one time. I thought it was terrible. I turned that shit off. Not because it was offensive. It's just it's offensive to my song. senses. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> offensive to my ears. I was like, no. So I turned that shit off, right? Um, he just released an a article where he did an interview basically saying, like, too many people get offended about stuff. I just hope it doesn't happen to me. Yeah. And nobody is offended. And then he quoted a nobody's line. nobody's listening. Yeah, he quoted a line from his song, which is like a couple months old, where he's like, I said I was going to shoot the prosecutor. And the article is basically like, well, did like people get mad or anything? And he's like, well, nah, nobody said anything <laughs> yet. But like, if they do, oh, and don't, you know, I, I'll fight them or something. It's, it's like, I wonder Aww. if that's the new thing. Like, if, like, would, would you rather say, uh, Dead Room is, becomes like a cult hit and people appreciate it and love it and all that stuff or like something fucked up happens in episode three and everybody fucking like is pissed at you 
but like a million people try to see it the on ep, you know episode three now well if it happens like you know uh this happens with these tv shows with like a school shooting and there happens to be they show a gun in school and they were going to show it the next day or whatever we see that happen sometimes but if people watch it for that reason it's not going to be on purpose but you know i mentioned the last temptation of christ there was a, a that was in 89 like a year later this movie came out and the producers kept it was about religion and it seemed like they made it intentionally offensive because they kept telling the the, the film festival oh you may need security you may need security people are going to be pissed off <laughs> and they said it so much that the film festival just pulled the movie oh. and nobody was pissed off they were trying to get people to be pissed off so it's a cycle you know people yeah. you know they see it happen they say oh i want that to happen to me and then they try to make it happen and it doesn't so but, but if you could pick one of those two though Oh, uh, if I could pick one. Yeah, you got like people um, like that love your show and they're fans of it, and it doesn't like get it. It doesn't become the most popular thing, or like one episode is infamous and like the shit is trending. People want, but people are also like, I want this off the air. I'm fucking offended and all this shit. Like, would you rather that you know spike of ten million people know who Dexter Gold is and they know Shout Out Productions, but they also fucking hate you? Or like, say, a hundred thousand people just kind of like, "Yo, I like that show. It's cool." Well, whichever one gets me more paid. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. So, like, if the number two option, that probably gets me more paid because the reason I want I would sell out is mm-hmm. so that I get enough money where I have fuck you money. Then I can oh, do whatever, yeah. I can do what yeah. I want. But I need yeah. to get to that point money wise first. That is to my have dream. Fuck you money where I can do whatever the hell I want at that point. So, I would just make a different show if this one got yanked off the air. But I'm rich. You know what I mean. That is my dream, man. Yeah, yeah my, my my dream is to kiss my ass money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like it kind of reminds me of um, like I wonder if the dude who made Human Centipede was thinking that, where he's just like, "Look, man, I can't make a good movie." Okay, <laughs> I fucking know that. <laughs> but what also I know is I can make the most offensive piece of shit ever. Uh, so let's just do that and see if a, a you know a million people watch it because it's so terrible. You know, that's got to be what it was. You know, like that that crazy dude who made the room or the birdemic. You know, there some of these movies are so bad. Oh, have to be on purpose. Oh my God, Dexter, you just said birdemic. I'm not even gonna lie, it is the worst movie (laughs) of all times. All and I watch a lot of shitty ass movies. It is the shittiest of the shittiest. Shout out to Todd Diamond. Trying to get me watch that shit. You know, she's been on the show a couple times. Don't watching it. Don't watch it. Don't, I'm telling you right now. Shout out to Ty Diamond. Me and Ty Diamond watched that terrible, horrible ass movie. They're, it's like they're talking to each other and like they're pan out. You can tell that they didn't even shoot the shots in the same room, but they're supposed to be having a conversation with each other. Like it is just terrible editing, terrible sound, terrible bursts that's supposed to be killing people. It, it, it's bad. I'm sorry, baby. I just gotta let you know. Don't watch that shit. It's terrible. You guys got to, I got to send you my first movie I ever made called Final Archive. It's the worst movie ever made. <laughs> no. You guys have got to see it. And I want you to lie to it. I want you to be brutally honest about how fucking bad it is. I like you, Dex. I don't want to do that to you. <laughs> hey, man, I know, you right? Know, I learned my lesson. It was, it was like film school. Okay. It was fucking bad. It was so bad, I made a, a commentary making fun of myself on it. So. <laughs> it's like bonus director's cut, and it's just you going, hey, guys, I'm sorry. All right? I was learning a lot. I was drinking. I had a problem, you know. Um, well, it's like the you know, Mystery Science Theater. I had three actors who just they spent the entire movie making fun of the movie. You know, so. <laughs> and one of them was in it, Vanilla. She was actually in the movie, and she still made fun of it because it was so fucking bad. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. So I'm going to have to send that shit to you. 
right. Well, um, here's here's what's up next. Um, everybody knows how I feel about the homeless. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. Um, <laughs> two states are passing legislation that you know I'm very for because it's getting these people off of the streets and getting them you know the help that they need uh in the ways that i would think are appropriate first of all i have to give props for the first time ever on the show to florida okay that's right i've been getting a lot of flack on twitter lately about my florida comments i don't know what i don't know what it is as of late that makes florida everything i say about florida i've been saying for years but for some reason uh the last like two weeks has just been somebody every day waking up in the morning like man fuck you i can't believe you hate my state um (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Tampa passed a new law where they take homeless people and they make it illegal for them to sleep in public, so they put them in jail. And I like that, you know? I'm tired of these lazy homeless people just sleeping, you know? If you're a homeless person, you should be trying to do some work, whether it's holding up a sign or begging or whatever, you know, get to dancing, you know, freestyle for a cigarette, whatever it takes. what, What are they charged with? uh let's see if homeless people in tampa want to avoid jail they better find a place to store their things and a bed to sleep that's because last week tampa city council passed a new ordinance item number 60 allowing police officers to arrest someone for sleeping in public or storing personal property in public the vote was four or three very close they must have three homeless people on the on the city board <laughs> advocates are outraged over this new cr- law criminalizing homelessness yes what karen what's so what's so outrageous about it well isn't jail an upgrade i mean other than getting fucked three hots in a cot yeah three hots in a cot shower what's so bad about this karen but you penalizing them for being homeless right no you're helping them you're helping them get you know some some air conditioning and tv now they can watch tv and my my thing is this we're going to see how long this is going to last. Cause I promise you the taxpayers only going to pay for so many homeless people to be sitting up in the jail. Well, the real problem is, like, unfortunately, you don't want to take on the homeless because they're a group that's already prepared to spread awareness because they already have signs and shit. Right. So ah! they just flip over that sign. It's like, can I borrow $5? No. Well, sleeping is not a crime. Homelessness is not a choice, sir. Um, uh, well, they ain't got no internet, so they don't matter. Yeah, that's true. That's true. How are they going to listen to this show? If you're homeless and you listen to this show. Well, it's like when the Amish got mad at me. So what? I mean, they won't, they won't hear the podcast anyway. I oh, feel like power. if you're homeless and you're listening to this show, what the fuck are you doing? You can sell that iPod for crack. You're fucking <laughs> up. Your husband back is homeless. Doesn't make any sense. Who's paying for all this data and this roaming? Um, many of them demonstrated outside of the council test and testified against the measure to little, to little avail. Man, I would have hated to work that day. All those yeah. stinking homeless people being like, I want to testify. You're like, stop drinking and sit, get, a, ah. get away from here. Take a nap so I can take you to prison. A uh, number of protesters were, ele- were at the elementary school, were elementary school children who handed out flower, flyers and asked those passing by, where are they supposed to go? Ain't that the truth? And what they're not saying is that there are a lot of homeless children too. Well, these weren't homeless children. They were just those uptight, uh, you know, entitled spoiled brats that, you know, had those parents that are hippies and shit that made them go out there and do this. Um, 
And I, I like it when homeless people have dogs because the dog be looking. I'm like, man, motherfucker, I can do this shit by myself. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't need you. What are you doing for me? I can do bad on my own. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I can roam the streets by myself. Yeah, and then if I was driving by and a little sixth grader had a sign that said, "Where are they supposed to go?" I say, "To jail." That's the law. Remember? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What's wrong with our education system? It's in the Senate. They just passed the bill. Uh, homelessness is a major pervasive issue in Tampa. A 2012 study found that among mid-sized cities, Tampa and the surrounding area had the highest number of homeless individuals, 7,419. My thing is this. Uh, are they addressing this homeless problem or they just go, fuck y'all, we're just going to lock it up if you can't make it to the homeless shelter? That's how they address it. Put you in jail. Exacerbating the problem is a lack of affordable homeless shelters. Much less affordable permanent housing. Most shelters in Tampa Bay area charge ten dollars to forty-two dollars a night for a single person. They aren't they free. They charge people. Yeah, but ten dollars is so affordable. You know, from nothing. Get Jeff Dunham's ass out there on the street, and they'll run the fuck out of that city. Mm-hmm. All the homeless people, are like, man, we can't be around this shit. Let's go. Right? <laughs> yeah, just have Jeff Dunham do some stand up. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, they'll leave. They'll be like, you know what? Uh, there's better cities than Tampa. <laughs> exactly. Um. Also, Karen, I mean, if you beg all day, you should be able to make $10. If you can't make $10 begging on the street, then you need to stop being homeless. You're not doing it right, okay? I guess, I guess not homeless people. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the city council did acknowledge that the shelters in the city are full almost every night. They didn't include any additional funding for new shelters or housing to go along with them. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Where are these people supposed to go? But they also did uh, mention that the jails are empty every night. So why, you know, look a gift horse in their mouth? Tampa isn't the only city taking out new anti-homeless uh, measures. Last week, a Miami City commissioner began an effort to throw homeless people in jail who were caught engaging in life-sustaining activities in public, such as eating and sleeping. There's nothing more disgusting than watching a homeless person eat. Am I right? Oh. Man, if we can't eat in public, I'm in trouble. Well, we got homes. I'm in trouble, too. I mean, sometimes I might have jogging pants on and so, shit. But so, so I have a question. Is, mm-hmm. is sleeping in your car considered being homeless? Uh, if you're homeless and you have a car, that you just have a mobile home. Oh, okay, okay. I wanted to be sure. I wanted to be sure. Yeah. Um, there's another story that uh another state that I'm proud of. This is Hawaii. Hawaii has a state with the highest rate of homelessness in the country. Wow. Now they could build more shelters. They could put new tax credits on the working poor. Provide more counseling to other services or. My suggestion and the one they decided on. Excuse me. They could offer homeless people a one-way ticket out of the state. Now, I like that. To where? Anywhere. Out. Away. Oh, they just want them off the island. Yeah. They, they, they're like, you, they like, look, you, you, you guys are affecting the tourists and the money. Get out of here. If I'm paying $5,000 to go to Hawaii to see homeless people. If I wasn't married. That's this, true now. If I wasn't married and all you people out there listening that are in bad relationships and shit. This is how I would break up with someone. I'm like, look, uh, I'm, you know, things ain't working out, but I'm not just gonna, I'm not cold hearted. I'm not just gonna kick you out. I give you a one way ticket anywhere except here. You pick, <laughs> you pick the place. I will pay for your ticket for you to just get away from me as wherever you would like to be. Um, state legislators passed the funding this year for the new program to offer one way flights. To any of the states, estimated 17,000 homeless persons. God almighty. Lawmakers appropriated $100,000 over the next two years to the return to home program. What happened if they are at home? 
uh but that funding could increase if the initiative you know what came home is where the heart is so <laughs> your heart needs to be up in like Ohio, iowa or like ohio or some shit and away from us uh there are many reasons why homelessness is so pervasive in hawaii it's an expensive state to live in it's not easy to leave there's a much affordable housing viewed in the most charitable light one-way flights allow homeless people who currently live in hawaii but have family or better job opportunities on the mainland to be able to move viewed more cynically officials in hawaii will use the initiative to coerce homeless people into leaving fleeing, freeing from the, freeing the state from any further obligations to help them mm-hmm uh the state department of human services will administer the program but officials were that they're worried that the program could wind up being abused by those not currently living in hawaii so that's what i would do is like i want a vacation i fly to hawaii stay there till my money runs out you know my vacation funds sleep on the street a couple days show up and go hey i take a trip back to north carolina man one-way ticket let's go that's the way (laughs) to do it no save half of that round trip man um yeah. i'm all, i'm you know but you know people too busy being mad and shaming up for homelessness <laughs> uh, you be taking that trip with your girlfriend i'm not going did you guys know that there is a rise in handcuff emergencies oh snap handcuff emergencies yes in london england the, oh well yeah the best-selling erotic novel 50 shades of gray may have done more than spice up some readers love lives firefighters in london say it could be the blame for a rise in the emergency calls to people stuck in all kinds of awkward situations involving handcuffs they don't know how to use the keys <laughs> <laughs> yeah how do you have a emer- like yeah what what does happen that this becomes an emergency situation you gotta go to the bathroom really bad yeah. Yeah, right maybe yeah. i gotta read this book hey. And, and and i know everybody has their own thing when it comes to you know their kink but I don't like to be restricted when I like to move around freely. So for me, I would never do that because my fear would be you lose the key. I lost the key. Handcuffs too tight. You know, I'm spinning around on the ceiling fan. Right. You, you looking at me. I'm looking at you. I can't get you down. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's one of those things where I would be scared or either, you know, you, you, you handcuff one handcuff to your arm, the other one to the bed pole. We all right. got issues. So I I don't I don't think I ever had this issue because and when I think of handcuffs I think out of my mind goes to jail. There's nothing sexy about handcuffs <laughs> clinking on my wrist. That's just me personally. Yeah. Well, and for a dude, it's even worse because what if she handcuffs you and then she flips the script and pulls out a horse dildo? Right. You don't know. There's a lot so, of trust that's involved in this. And and I got zero of it. Uh, and plus, I've seen snapped. I'm never letting a woman handcuff me <laughs> voluntarily. Um, next thing you know, some other dude comes in like I'm there here to kill right, you. Yeah. Um, in the past three years, London fire crews have called, uh, to, they've been called to 79 incidents involving people trapped in handcuffs. So, well, yeah. they had to book a land around and they was like, Oh, I see. I see. Look, what's going here, on here. here's what I'm saying. People finish the book. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah. Finish you can't, the book. you can't just get halfway through the chapter and be like, Oh, this is so kinky. Let's try it right now. At some point they take the handcuffs off or else there would be no second and third books, guys. Or, or what I say is do your research. It's like, if you want to do this, do like, do your research. Well, the book is the research, Karen. No, 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 I'm I'm not talking about book based. I'm like real life research. Talk to people. Karen, there is no, there's no research. (laughs) There's no research you need to do on fucking taking off handcuffs and putting them on. 
I but, feel like that uh, is. It, 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 it is. I, I'm pretty it, sure like that comes it in the must instruction be, book. It must be because these people went to 79 people's homes because they didn't know no goddamn better. So obviously somebody need a research test. I feel like that's in the instruction book for your handcuffs. But the actual official sex handcuffs have a button that the person being handcuffed can actually release them. That's true. Oh, okay. So they, these people must be using like police handcuffs. Like, mm-hmm. like the real handcuffs. Try to be freaks. Yeah. Step your freak game up, people. <laughs> uh, only buy official, like from Adam and Eve, only buy official sex handcuffs. Exactly. All right. A paralyzed man woke up to find his dog bit off his testicle. Damn. <gasps> Sounds like he was having a ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, guys? <laughs> I got him all night. Tip your waitress. Oh, man. Oh. An Arkansas he man. He was playing fetch. <laughs> An Arkansas man. Paralyzed from the waist down, told police he awoke Monday morning to a burning pain, only to find his dog chewed on his ball. His ball, that is. Um, I wondered that if he felt that pain and he was like, this means I can walk again. You know, I can feel it down there. And it's like, nope, it's just your ball got ripped off. Well, I mean, what did his ball smell like for the dog to want to do some shit like that? He must have mistreated the dog. That's the only thing I think of. He was in those handcuffs. He couldn't do shit. <laughs> According to the official report, a 39-year-old Truman resident regularly sleeps in the raw and was fully nude when he woke up yesterday around 7.45 a.m. to discover his dog had eaten one of his testicles. <sighs> the unidentified owner had rescued the small, white, fluffy stray just three weeks ago uh-huh. and had yet to take it in for a checkup. So the dog had one of those post-traumatic flashbacks. Yep. Who knows oh. what? That's that's why I wouldn't take a rescue dog in. Who knows the fuck? It's like taking a oh. Vietnam vet into your house. Yes, yeah, because you don't know what it's been through. Did, did did the dog eat and swallow? I don't know. Probably no. Um, <laughs> he was a freaky ass dog, Karen. Yeah, he probably was. Swallowed. Yeah, probably had handcuffs on the dog. They got doggy cuffs. <laughs> Sadly, the dog's first visit to a vet was to be euthanized. Of course. Yeah. He done got the taste now. He can't risk it. <laughs> Once you taste it, ball, you know. Yes. Oh, man, yeah. Yes, you know, it's like those man-eating bears, man. Once they get the taste, it's over. <laughs> yes, I know oh. who's like, ooh, there's nothing like some good salty balls going down. And dogs hang around our crotches way too much yeah. to trust these motherfuckers if they start eating testicles. I'm sorry, yes. but you have to die. You got, that dog has to be put down. Couldn't uh, get him anywhere near a kill festival. It'd mm-hmm. be over. That's right. <laughs> The Arkansas Department of Health will test the dog's remains for rabies. Meanwhile, the addition, the adding insult to injury, the man was transported to St. Bernard's (laughs) (laughs) Regional Medical Center. No way. You're making that up. Nope. That's in the article. (laughs) Wow. Could you you imagine them getting that call? Okay, y'all, whatever happened, don't laugh in this man's face. We just let you know his dog ate his balls. And everybody going to laugh for like 15 minutes till he show up. Well, it's always like I say, man. It's a dog eat balls world out here. And <laughs> you gotta watch out for yourself. Um, we have, we have wow. a, we have a game that we play on the show. It's called, uh, it's called, we have two games now. This one is called fucking with black people. And I was hoping that we could get through the day and I wouldn't find an article about fucking with black people, but I did anyway. It's like, I'm really looking forward to the day where I go looking for news about fucking with black people. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Nobody did anything to offend black people today. Uh, but today, Ted Nugent said, I'll step to that plate. Oh, he gonna get some points? Yep. So let me, uh, play the music. Why is it so quiet? There we go. 
Okay. Still low. There you go. That's right. It's time to play fucking with black people. <laughs> where we assign points to people that in the media choose to use their powers to fuck with black people. Today's contestant, Ted Nugent, step right up. Um, the, Ted Nugent lashed out this week against news media portrayals of him as a racist for his recent remarks about the Trayvon Martin case. You know how Trayvon Martin, uh, first of all, it's the George Zimmerman case. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> but you know how like there's this big case and everybody's talking about it and i'm thinking all of us had the same thought at the same time what the fuck does ted nugent think about this you know how we are i oh, did yeah. yeah it's like i understand it was every, on my heart i understand your take on it sir but until ted nugent rings in i don't know what to say um the detroit born uh born rocker turned the tables decrying that the racist slant of the media and reporting on his comments criticizing Martin and bashing Stevie Wonder's boycott of Florida. He said, I don't think you'll find another person where the term racist, that vicious, hateful term, is leveled at a guy that has probably done more to promote black artists. Specifically, that than pretty much anybody this side of Atlantic Radicals founder, Amet Ertigun. Um, he went on to name no black artist. Um that he helped promote ah, uh the outspoken that guitar- has some black in them yeah the outspoken guitar found himself in the headlines after a tuesday appearance on nick cannon's podcast nick cannon got a podcast um uh, i bet that shit terrible in which Nugent described uh martin as a gangster wannabe he also discussed uh wait nick cannon let this dude come on his show and call trayvon martin a gangster wannabe and was just like oh that's cool <laughs> like yeah that sounds r- rational keep going i need these writing uh he also discussed criminal profiling if a dalmatian had been biting the children in the neighborhood i think we're gonna look for a black and white dog that's that good old down south country logic of uh you know if i'm if if i'm if i see a kid walking home i think i got the right to harass him i'm sorry but uh <laughs> Oh, shout out to the Dalmatians. Is that Dalmatian protesting right now? Right. Um, they were minding their own business. They're some balls, man. Right. <laughs> yes, they are. Did anybody tell them that uh, a person is not a dog? No? No one brought this up? Okay. Um, I now want to hear this because I want to hear if Nick Cannon was just like, oh, you crazy, Ted. Or if he was like, oh, that's fucked up, man. Don't say that. Um, On Wednesday, he told a Boston radio station that Stevie Wonder was brain dead. For boycotting Florida over at Stand Your Ground Law. Nugent contends his comments were unfairly portrayed as a personal attack on Wonder. <laughs> okay, so so the statement wasn't a personal attack? That's good. I, I like, oh, so he's just in denial of all his statements, huh? I've been doing my life wrong. I got to do this better. It's like, yo, man, fuck that dude. Fuck his mother. He's an idiot. And he's retarded. But hey, man, don't be trying to say I was attacking him personally, okay? <laughs> I just had some things to get off my chest that had nothing to do with him. Uh, he said he not only respects, but genuinely reveres Stevie Wonder's enrichment to society and my life personally. I have nothing but reverence for the great man. I just think it's hypocritical. It's dishonest because you can't boycott places that believe in self-defense. Your brain dead, stupid motherfucker. Nah, he didn't say that, but he was thinking it. And did anybody know he was blind? <laughs> right. <laughs> this motherfucker is blind how does he even know i'm white 
Um, <laughs> he, he's like, I'm racist. He's racist. What, what if he could just get Stevie Wonder to not boycott by just lying to him and being like, no, George Zimmerman was the black one. And he'd be like, oh, okay, my bad. Um, Nugent grew up in Detroit's West Side and split his time these days between Texas and Michigan. Uh, he, he had some pointed words about Detroit's bankruptcy filing what he called the inevitable result of an intentionally engineered suicide course. Man, I didn't know this dude had this much to stay about shit. Um, he's got a lot. Like, I only, yes. the only time I ever see him is when he's not being articulate. It's just him on stage with an AK-47 like, you take my gun away over my cold dead hands, Obama. And I'm how, like, how old is this man? Uh, I don't know. When did slavery end? Like, <laughs> around there. Um, he blamed liberal Democrats who moved into Detroit. What did <laughs> what liberal Democrats do everything wrong, man? Can't get right. What's wrong with these people? It's like it's about nine eleven. I blame these liberal Democrats, man, flying uh-huh. these planes, uh, killing people in these buildings. Uh, but he said they moved into the right. Yeah, right. Uh, my mom got sick. I blame liberal Democrats, man. You know, uh, giving people breast cancer. That's what they do. Um, that they did that did the mayor Coleman Young boogie and epitomized by Kwame Kilpatrick and Jennifer Grant Holmes, uh, as if to preemptively deflect criticism. He defended his take. He said, "So Martin Luther King died in vain. No judging by content of character. Now it's acceptable to judge by color of skin. This is why I'm anti-racist." And the oh, <laughs> you can get double points for that comment. He's so good. <laughs> And those that level the term racist against me are indeed the racist. So I'm rubber, you're glue. <laughs> so I know you know you are one of my Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't be calling me racist for doing racist shit or you're racist, you racist motherfuckers. Oh man, but this dude yeah, is real. Me, I quit. Right. <laughs> Basically. I didn't come into work late. I <laughs> I was just not coming at all. Um, how, how, how many points you get? Uh, oh, oh, Ted Nugent is going to be our first ever 100 out of 100. Oh, he gets uh, fucking with black people. This is good. This is, I'm sorry. 100 points. This is like satire is so good. Like if I said this was from the Onion, y'all would all be like, oh, that makes sense. And yeah. it's not. So it's from the, like the Atlantic Journal Constitution or some shit. Uh, I have never seen uh racism this good before. We cover racism on the show constantly, but that. Is That's the best old ever. Because there's no racism like old man racism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when he flipped it. Like he used Martin Luther King like he was the yeah. big joker in spades. He was like, and Domino's motherfucker, Martin Luther King. Now say something. You're like, no. The only thing he didn't do is say he marched with Martin Luther King. Oh, he yeah. probably did. I love, plus I love when people say racist shit and then be like, Martin Luther King would have been on my side. You're like, Martin Luther King wasn't down with saying racist shit. What are you talking about? Content and character. I know two parts of the speech. Shut up. <laughs> that's all you need to know i have a dream now leave me alone um all right you quote more than six words from that speech i'd be very surprised <laughs> right, exactly. that's the truth he's, he's, he's just every time you get in an argument with ted Nugent, he goes continue character i win that's it i have a dream i got five words right i have a dream continue character uh children playing together uh there you go i win i'm not racist i'll be all free um all right man we got to play the game speaking of racism it's time for Guess the Race. It's a game that we play where uh, 
we play racist clips i mean well regular clips of the news and then we have our guests try to guess the race of the people involved through whatever means of deduction they have and the chat room plays along only the chat room is extremely racist let's play the game show music shall we That's right. It's time for Guess the Race, the game that is sweeping the nation one racist person at a time. Today's contestant is Dexter Go to Shadow Dog Productions. Dexter, uh, where do you where do you live right now? Where are you coming from? Greensboro, North Carolina. Greensboro, North Carolina. Also, it's got some great racism down there. I think they had a couple sit-ins. All right, guys, let's get ready to play some Guess the Race. Of course, all contestants on Guess the Race get the free Guess the Race Go Home prize, which is uh, you get to get harassed by the police on your way home to the house there you go all right here we go a man was charged with killing his wife after she asked for a divorce and then had the audacity to refuse to have sex with him (laughs) what is the world coming to wow an addison man has been charged with killing his wife during a domestic dispute over the weekend and the son said he saw it all marissa bailey reports 33 year old curtis worley had ordered was ordered held on three million dollars bond Monday morning, charged with first degree murder and aggravated domestic battery. He's accused of killing his thirty nine year old wife Martha on Friday and stabbing his fifteen year old stepson who tried to intervene. Damn. Yeah. So. Everybody getting some of that. Yep. Uh <laughs> at least he didn't be like, and now the sex is on you. The debt has been passed down. <laughs> um DuPage County processors, I mean prosecutors asked Worley uh, alleged, alleged that Worley asked his wife to have sex with him one last time after she told him she wanted a divorce. When she refused, he stabbed her in the head with a knife. <gasps> now that's called a hard sell. <laughs> yeah. Cause that is a hell of an ultimatum. And I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. If you tell me up front that it's knife to the head of sex one last time, I'm giving you the sex, man. I'm sorry, but I want to live. Ah! Uh, police said Worley was drunk at the time. Between the two, the couple had three children. Authorities said Worley's 15-year-old stepson heard his mother screaming. And when he tried to get into the bedroom, Worley answered the door naked. Because <laughs> oh. well, why not? You know? Yeah. He's like, let me take my clothes off. <laughs> and looking like a psychopath. I like that he added and looking like a psychopath. <laughs> like naked would not have already did the imagery. We were done. We were, yeah. Like, as soon as you said naked, I assume psychopath. Yeah, they go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. He already had stabbed somebody in the head. That's pretty... Yeah, it's implied. Yeah, pretty psychopathic behavior there. Worley allegedly stabbed his stepson in the neck. Ooh. I wonder if it was the same knife. Probably well, was. It must have been the same demand. I mean, you know. <laughs> he's like... He's like... Somebody your mama. in this house is fucking it. <laughs> and now it's on you. <laughs> yeah what they don't say is that there's like another kid in the house that was like well i'm still alive right um when police arrived the three children were outside and martha worley was in the home lying face down in a pool of blood man that's not a pool i want in my house at all curtis worley had cut his throat and slit his wrist alleged the police he tried to kill himself after realizing what he had done guess the race of curtis worley Wife stabber and kid stabber and uh wanna get fucked her person. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis Worley. 
He is whiter than my actress, Jenna Bean Simon. All right. Let's check the chat room and see what they say. Bernie Max Gums. I believe that's black. Blue-eyed, blue blood with blue balls while at the Overlook Hotel. Wow. <laughs> Mother. Uh, vanilla. Genital property law white. Well, she did say it was his. And I feel like that entitles him to his property. Oh no, there's a Negro in my wife, BBC Envy Caucasian. White. Oh my. White as my credit score. <laughs> Poltergeist Paranormal White. White. Um, and the correct answer is white. He was a white man. That's so, the whitest name I've ever heard, by the way. Warlory. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Dexter I mean, got the name, you know? Dexter got, got it right. right. So. Okay. This, 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 and total of every other podcast i've ever been on <laughs> and, and of course some people in the chat room got, got it wrong, wrong so yeah for you for, for the one person that got it wrong Ter- terrible racism whoever was missed that guess it was obvious it was a white dude um is although you know what i should have mentioned this it's curtis with a k i think people would have guessed black if they knew it was curtis with a k because yeah. that's like that's some shit we would do ah. so it's like a, I, I can't get around woolery though yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know any black Woolleries. I don't know Chuck Woolery, so makes yeah, sense. He was white, whiter than Ross Perot. Yeah, nothing's whiter than Chuck Woolery. <laughs> he's like his own separate category of whiter, white. Yeah. Uh, he's so white he makes other people whiter. Right. You know, he used to say making whoopee when he's talking about yeah, sex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's white as you can get. Um. All right. So, uh, let's see here. Florida. Oh, Florida. Why? A Florida puppeteer who fantasized about eating children got 20 years for doing child porn. Oh, my. Jesus. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to be offensive all kinds of ways. Well, puppeteer's uh, enough reason to lock him up right there. So. Yeah. I just, you know, the other thing I feel like kind of relieved, though, is if you're just one of these children that got some child porn done to you, at least you didn't get eaten. You know, so yeah. that's true. You gotta look, you know, you can't you gotta look at the glass half full of semen. A former puppeteer who had on, on often talked online about his desire to murder and eat children um, in his candy house in the middle of the woods. Um, ah. <laughs> uh got twenty years in federal prison on child porn charges. Feels like that should be longer. Ronald William Brown earlier this year pleaded guilty to five counts of receiving child pornography and three counts of possession child pornography while the defense argued for a minimum sentence the prosecutor asked federal judge james d whitmore to go above the sentencing guidelines prosecutor said if brown 58 was released early he could act out his fantasies oh my whitmore sided with the prosecution sentencing brown to 20 years in prison to be followed by a lifetime of probation damn lifetime mm-hmm uh brown also will have to register as a sexual offender is prohibited from having contact with minors and banned from having access to a computer with online service perverted is not strong enough That's word like born ass computer <laughs> right you can't watch oh you can play uno and solitaire right you can't watch netflix no <laughs> oh that little bomb stupid game yeah uh perverted is not strong enough to describe uh to what he's been engaging in uh horrific that is getting close um, unimaginable that is getting closer said the judge brown of largo lightly rocked back and forth and remained expressionless as whitmore read the sentencing federal prosecutors amanda kaiser said brown's obsession with the 
child pornography had increased over the years brown who performed a puppet like what were they gonna well, it kind of actually decreased it was almost done it was ironic that we caught him when we did ain't that true <laughs> He, he well, was it's re- like they always talk about a person's expression or how emotional they were in court. That every court report ever have always mentioned that. Who gives a shit, dude? You know, I, uh, it's you, like they're filling their word count. You know? Do you know? Uh, you know Aaron Hernandez, the tight end that murdered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was talking to my boys at the gym, and they were like, "Yeah, man, he just need to not look so guilty." And I said, um, "Wow, when you kill motherfuckers, it doesn't matter what, what you, you look, look like. like. Yeah, if he smiles, he looks just as crazy as if he's looking with, yes, with a frown. That's right. And if he cries, they say it's fake. Yeah, you, know, you can't like, win. But if you look at every single court report ever, they always talk about whether or not they're emotional. It's right. like it's required. It's such a cliche. Yeah, on that at the end of that snapped episode, they were like embellishing this shit, and this one lady was like, when Shantarica left the courtroom." She had her head held high like she got away from murder. But then they showed the clipper walking away, and she didn't look happy at all. She was about to do 25 yeah. years of life. I know. Who, who, who's going to be held on the head up high and smiling about something like that? Yeah. I'm like, stop embellishing, man. Just Please. be like she walked away, and I couldn't tell what the fuck she was thinking. She's crazy. Ah. Uh-huh. Um. Anyway, Brown, who performed a puppeteer act around the area for years, had more than 200 child pornography images on his home computer and oh. other electronic devices. He was getting it in. The images are of children who are tied up, gagged, and blindfolded. Oh, you think he used some of them handcuffs on them? <laughs> right. We found seven copies of Five Shades of Grey because, you know, they're young. Um, <laughs> the, the images are of children. Oh, anyway, wait. Brown also solicited photos of dead children online. <gasps> in computer conversations, talked about touching boys at a cruise ship pool. Investigators also found boys' underwear at his home, a blow-up doll dressed in children's clothing. This dude was going all in, wow. man. Wow. He was like, I, he was like, I don't want the police to have to do any hey, work. Nope. I'm going to make it easy for you. Come and get me, coppers. I want them to open the door and be like, okay, open the shut case. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years in prison, minimum. Brown had chats with people online who had similar interests. Who the fuck has similar interests to these? And how do you find each other? Ain't that the truth? How do you crack that conversation? I would really like to eat some children. And, oh, I said it too. <laughs> There's like, everything. Yes, let's like each other on Facebook. Right. Just two people talking at the same time. What are you into? You go first. No, you, you go first. <laughs> All right. Let's say it at the same time. I like to kill and eat some children and put it on the internet and take pictures of David. Oh my God. Both of us. We're best friends. Right. Um, this doesn't suggest it's a fantasy to Mr. Brown. There's a deep-seated recurring theme that he's into dead children. Well, there's a lot oh, of Oh, so pe- if they was alive, it would make a difference? There's a lot of people in the dead relationships, you know? And I don't yeah, feel, there feel like is. just because it's children, you don't have to throw that in there, okay? That's right. Um, <clears throat> Kaiser discussed 30 years of journals that Brown kept. At first, Brown would write about a boy that he saw. But over the years, the journal became a form for him to espouse his rage. He wants to tell them this is your last day on earth and that he wants to watch them cry. Damn. Yeah, and like, why, what was he mad at the kids about? What did they do? I mean, I've, I've been around some asshole children before, but I've never wanted to kill them, you know? Uh, he became a puppeteer to get close to the children and worked through a church ministry as a puppeteer to have contact with them. But defense attorney Eric Lienza, Said that while Brown admitted to the child pornography charges, he never molested or harmed a child. It was all in his brain, y'all. It's, it's thought a crime now. Oh, so that blow up doll was in your brain too with the, with the kids' clothes? 
so <laughs> he got he first got his interest in puppets at the age of eight and kept that hobby ever since he lives in a fantasy world it's just role-playing fantasy talks that's all it was conversation and talk let my client go <laughs> it don't work like that son Can, can't you just wait till he rapes a few kids i mean jesus guys you jump into conclusions um, no witnesses testified because they didn't have to because this motherfucker had all the evidence yes, in his I, house. I, I mean, the underwear didn't have no kids in it, so as far as I'm concerned, we what, what are we talking about here? <laughs> they call that a mountain of evidence. Right. They just walked in and was like, thanks for doing our work, and shook his hand, and they put him in the back of the car. <laughs> this is the, hey, guys, no overtime today, unfortunately. Uh, we can all go home. <laughs> Who wants to go out for drinks? So, uh, yeah, guess the race of, uh, Ronald William Brown, puppeteer, uh, thought pedophile, I guess. He's a puppeteer, so he's whiter than Cracker Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Potato eating Catholic priest? Potato eating? What does that have to do with being white? Puppeteer, bruh, you know this nigga is white. Whiter than Cheers, Seinfeld, and Friends, all driving Subarus with cheese and tears. Yeah, that, that was going to be my next one, Whiter than Friends. Yeah, <laughs> Friends was pretty white. Puppeteer yeah. White, whiter than cocaine on an albino in Aspen. Uh-oh. Whiter okay. than Dexter wearing powder in the snow. That's very hurtful. <laughs> Ronald McDonald Pinocchio White, the zombie of Jim Henson possessed by Hannibal Lecter who <laughs> wants to make his own Caspers. Aww. <laughs> That's good, Chuck. Why they got to bring Jim Henson into it? Right. <laughs> He's rolling over his grave. Like, I have shit to do with this. He's clawing out of his grave to go seek vengeance on that motherfucker. <clears throat> Puppeteer, that's a 2520. Uh, cheese eater. And I guess Irish means potato eater. Okay. So they thought he was Irish. The correct answer is. He's a white man, everybody. I think so. everybody got that one correct, didn't they? Yep. What the yep. hand claps? Uh, about to, about to hit him right now. Good job, everybody. Now it's time for the double bonus. Guess the race. This is where we go into the bonus round and everything is worth double, double the, the racism. Yep, double the points. <laughs> Dexter, how do you think you're doing so far, man? I'm... Hey, I'm on a roll. I was like 0 for 89 before this. You nervous about going into uh, the double bonus round for racism? No, I, I got this. All right, okay, here we go. Cool. No whammies, no whammies. <clears throat> In separate incidents, two different men allegedly assaulted their girlfriends with what weapon? Sword. Pizza. Pizza. What the, I love pizza. Why are you salting people with pizza? That's my favorite yeah, food uh, now. I mean, they locked up just for that, using food in an improper way. I knew Dexter wouldn't like this because why? Pizza is a form of pie. Damn right. North Carolina cops yesterday North arrested. North Carolina? Oh, shit. I know. I know. It's getting closer and closer. Arrested Cody Sebastian Parsons, 25, after responding to a domestic disturbance call at the home he shares with Sarah McKinney, his 19-year-old girlfriend. According to the police department, Parsons became angry after slipping on a wet floor. As he cursed at McKinney, Parsons allegedly pelted her with pizza. Oh, all that cheese and sausage and onions and green peppers yeah, and garlic. Yeah, pizza is cool. <laughs> well, you know what the sad part is? She thought he got it from, like, Papa John's. It was the journal. Uh, did, mm-hmm. did it do deep dish? It wasn't delivery. Um... During questioning him by cops, Parsons denied throwing the pizza. 
come on dog however the officer reported finding a slight sauce on the back of mckinney's right rib cage <laughs> i can't believe they broke out the csi ah. evidence for this shit a pizza dis- sauce additionally they had a dog sniff you too you smell right. like sauces of pepperoni the dog is going crazy get him boy and don't have any in your balls he does bite <laughs> he thought they were he thought they were meatballs um there were pieces of pizza all over the living room as well as on the wall behind the front entrance during the door of the apartment now like i said i didn't throw any pizza but there's pizza everywhere except in the box like ah everywhere but the box the pizza didn't get delivered like this you know Parsons was charged with assault on a female and booked in the Wilkes County Jail misdemeanor. In a prior incident, a South Carolina man was called last Wednesday in domestic abuse after he allegedly assaulted his girlfriend with a slice. Jimmy Ray Pogue, 47, was busted after the 40-year-old victim told sheriff's deputies that he threw pizza at her in the couple's Fort Mill home. The woman, who had pizza sauce on her face, arms, and clothing... Also said, Pogue grabbed her around the neck and slammed into the kitchen counter. Aww. Pogue admitted he pelted his girlfriend with pizza, but claimed that she threw it at him first. <laughs> Man, all, all this food. This is delicious food that you should have been eating, people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wrote a scene where a guy slapped a woman with a hamburger, but, you know, that was, that was, stu- that was prop food. Right. He's hitting people with real pizzas. Hell no. But while the woman's clothing was splattered with sauce, Paige's garments were clear of pizza or pizza sauce. So, but you know what? Women have bad aim. He could have been telling the truth. Ah. Uh, charge of domestic violence. Pogue was booked on county jail. Who cares what he's booked for? All right, man. Guess the race of both of these dudes. I have the same race. The pizza throwing motherfuckers. Gotta be black. All right. Going with black. Let's check the chat room. Descendant of slave owners and bootleggers. <laughs> oh, my. Black Ninja Turtle. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> Cody, Cody Sebastian and Jimmy Ray Honky Tonk Band White Whiter than the horrible twerk videos on Vine They some white tees Jimmy Ray come on buddy White <laughs> One who cried at the thought of wasting the cheese On the pizza but did it anyway to prove a point Oh, The Mario Brothers Black, Italian Blackity Negro And Black The correct answer is And this is a very divisive one it was white. So Dexter missed it, guys. Damn it. Pressure well, finally got to him. Folks in chat well, a lot of people right. got it right in the chat room. They've Did been. Uh, his name was Bill. Uh, what was his name? Billy Ray. Oh, you mean the second dude? Yeah. Well, Jimmy Ray. The... Jimmy Ray Pogue. What was the first one's name? His name was um, Cody Sebastian Parsons. Was it Cody? Yeah, C O D Y. said like Codis or something. I was like, that's gotta be a black. Person. Oh, yeah, Cody is super white. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Ain't no black Codis. Um, grandma arrested after a ba- after, wait, what? <laughs> this, I'm sorry, the grammar on this thing is weird. It's grand, <laughs> grandmother is arrested after baby on sidewalk. This sounds like that's in sequential order, but I'm assuming <laughs> baby on sidewalk is the crime. I'm assuming. I'm assuming so. <laughs> well, like, you, you know, that's 10 to life, right? Baby <laughs> on sidewalk? First we arrest the baby. Then we go after the grandma. <laughs> grandma. You have to work your way up the chain. A Lorraine woman was arrested after police found a baby alone and crawling on the sidewalk. <gasps> they asked, what was the baby doing out there? They said, I'm selling crack, nigga. No, I'm just joking. They failed up. Officers were called to the house. Uh, West was it wearing Huggies? 
yeah according to the police officer uh, report this was the rain police department's 33rd visit to the home in the year <laughs> the sad part is they were one more away from getting a free sub wow <laughs> where neighbors often see children hanging out the windows and running in the street without clothes and i also found the year old boy crawling down the sidewalk in a soiled diaper with no one else around a nurse driving by stopped to help the officer and said it appeared the child may have been eating dirt <gasps> paramedics were called to the house and the baby was taken to the hospital the baby's grandmother and guardian 35 year old marcine price grandma 35 mm-hmm. <laughs> right wow baby, the grandma I was like 85 right and the grandma's 35 and the baby's like three or some shit <laughs> good Woo! jesus they went old they, they, they they've been on it she was arrested in charge of misdemeanor child endangering police said price is seven children and the grandchildren and grandchildren in the home child's children services removed the children and placed some with the paternal grandmother uh guess the race of what's her name again mrs marcine price 35 year old grandmother she's black all right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Um, Spear Chimp. Okay, that is definitely new. Big Mama. <laughs> NASA Instant. Insect. I'm assuming that means Moon Cricket of some type. Uh, Kool-Aid Lover. Asphalt. So black it hurts my soul. Spear Chucking Moon Cricket. Um, I think that's all the guesses. This is Moon Cricket shit. Uh, this is old school black. That's old, old school, school racism, racism that white people is called black Real people. Real old school racism. They say we used to make noise at night. Yeah, like they sing at night. You can't see them. Uh, Black Sesame Street. Uh, the correct answer. Is, oh wait, my favorite flavor of drink is a color. Uh, is a color is black. Darkness. The correct answer is black. It was that she was definitely black. Um, last guess the race, guys. Wait a minute, did he get it right? Oh wait, yeah, Dexter got it right. You're right, Karen. Did anyone guess anything different? I don't think so. I, I think really so. feel like Marcine and 35-year-old grandmother did that article in right away. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that's a black lady. Come on, guys. 35? Look for the applause. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so a Milwaukee woman who disappeared in 1998 while awaiting trial for a fatal suspected drunken driving crash near Albany was found in Canada and is now back in custody in Oregon. Jean Therese Keating, 54, was found in Manitoba, where authorities received a tip earlier this year that she was in a bar bragging about getting away with killing someone in a crash in the United States. Are you why? Why would you do that? I feel like you can't help yourself. <laughs> this is how all the snaps happen. It's like yeah. 17 years later, somebody was like, hey, man, she told me that she killed a dude and she was giving me high fives. You should look into that. That's how it always happens. Bragging always gets motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not telling nothing. She was booked in the Lynn County Jail on Thursday in connection with the April 1997 death of Joel Oline Anderson, 65, of Dexter. Keating originally was indicted by a grand jury on manslaughter, DUI, reckless driving, and reckless endangerment charges. Noel Kuzma, a survivor of the Interstate 5 crash north of Albany, says he was surprised when the state police called him last week to say Keating had been tracked down. He thought she would never get caught after she skipped in March 1998, uh, her court appearance and appeared, uh, and, and, and years later, she, uh, continued to roll on with no sign of her. I don't think there's anything I would say to her if I saw her now. She obviously has issues that I couldn't even begin to try and fix. 
Keaton, then 38, was driving with her two young children. When her station wagon sideswiped a two-door car on I-5 near milepost 237, the other car driven by Anderson careened across the center median into the Lincoln, into a Lincoln Continental. Kuzma said the trash, I mean, the crash occurred around 11 a.m. on a Sunday while he was driving his grandfather and girlfriend to a restaurant in Albany to celebrate the three family members' birthdays. Wow. Uh, that sucks. I remember driving down the road and the car came out of nowhere. It was in front of me. I didn't have much time to react. His car's front windshield was shattered and the driver's side door so smashed that I still don't know how I got it open. Kuzma said it told his grandfather and girlfriend to stay inside and try not to move until paramedics arrived. By the time he got out the car and brushed glass off himself, he noticed a crowd of passersby who witnessed the wreck. Anderson's car was destroyed, he said. He started walking toward it, but was stopped by people gathering there. They said it didn't look too good, so I went back to my car and the paramedics showed up. Kuzma said he suffered cuts, but no serious injuries. His grandfather had a broken sternum and ribs. His girlfriend was hospitalized with internal injuries. Man, what's that dude made of? Adamantium? Ain't that the truth? <laughs> the whole crew. Yeah. Kuzma never saw Keaton and her children who escaped the crash and harm. Keaton was out on bail when she stopped contacting her attorney who was worried that she had fled. A warrant was issued for her arrest. Her family never reported her missing. So they were in on it. And that's crazy that she left her like children. Yeah, yeah, cause you said kids. I was like, oh, so she just bounced. Yeah, it's like you say, Karen, a lot of women don't want to be moms anyway, so maybe mm-hmm. she's just like, I'm out. Yeah, this is a way for me to run away. Earlier this year, yeah, I could start over. <laughs> yes, I go up there and man me a mountain. Run uh, like the gingerbread man. Right. Ah! Earlier this year, OSP received a tip from the Canadian police that Keaton may be in the country state, police said. Manitoba police discovered that she had a previous drunken driving arrest in Canada. And matched her fingerprints with a U.S. database in April. Keaton was detained by Canadian Immigration Division, deported to the, and deported the same month. State police, uh, said. U.S. Marshals arrested her on June 13th in North Dakota and she was later extradited to Oregon. Anderson's family released a statement expressing grief that Keaton is back in, cu- oh, relief that she's back in custody. While there is no price to be put on the repayment for taking a life, it certainly won't bring Jewel back. We are thankful that finally after 16 years of her running and hiding in torment, our families will have some closure. Guess the race. Wider than Tom Cruise. All right. Let's check the chat room to see what they believe. Uh, she is so freaking white. A disgraced Danica Patrick. Only, <laughs> only a white, ah. only a white devil can invade the law for that long. Successfully hiding out in Canada for many years. You know, it's a white lady. I don't litter white. Lily, Aww. Lily White. Black people don't brag about crimes. White also don't live in Milwaukee. White as Canadian Aww. snow and white. The correct answer and everybody got it. White. Good job, y'all. <laughs> All right. That was the last guest to race. And we have, of course, can't end the show without talking about sore ratchetness. I was hoping. A Baltimore jury has convicted a man. Yes. Finally. <laughs> of stabbing a man to death using a sword drawn from a walking cane after a dispute over a football wager. You got a fancy sword. Yeah. Well, damn. Hey, man, I you can... know I had the Ravens minus three. Well, oh, so you can walk <laughs> and cut with this? That's dangerous. Prosecutors say Todd Marrow was convicted. Todd Marrow. It's like someone trying to pick on my name. Was convicted <laughs> Wednesday of second degree murder and a weapons charge in the death of Orville Chambly. That's that sounds like a 
like a 1800s prospector. <laughs> Orville Chambly. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Ah! Twisting his mustache. <laughs> uh, prosecutors say the men argued over a bet and Merrill told Chambly's girlfriend he wanted to kill Chambly. The next day, prosecutors say surveillance cameras captured a conversation in which Merrill swung an object at Chambly, making stabbing motions. Chambly was found unresponsive a few blocks away and died. Prosecutors say Merrill was later found in the same vehicle as a cane that doubled as a sheet. Prosecutors say Merrill acknowledges they fight, they fought, but denied using the weapons. He stabbed himself to death, your honor. We fought, and at some point he must have ran down the street, stabbed himself to death to frame me. Um, <laughs> That's why you don't threaten people, dumbass. Right. <laughs> Stop looking at my tweets. What does that have to do with this? <laughs> Nothing. I, I tell everyone I stab him to death. <laughs> uh, well, this has been another episode of the Blackout Tips. Of course, I guess it's been Dexter. Make sure you guys uh, check him out. Shoutoutproductions.com. On Twitter, he's at ShadowDogProd. Very funny dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should all be following him anyway. You can catch him talking shade about the actors and stuff. That doesn't work out. Oh, uh, I didn't even get into that, man. I got stories, man. You got, you got stories about actors? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's... There's there's an actor running around saying they got a role in in Dead Room that I've never even met this actress and she's bragging everybody she's got a role. What's she gonna do when we cast her? You know? Wow. Wait, does she? So wait, does does she like look like Kelly Ryder and is she just gonna be like no, that's no, me? Jade. Yeah, her, her first name's Alithia. I'll go ahead and put that out there. Mm. Yeah, I won't put her last name because I'll get sued. But okay. uh, but yeah, she's going around saying she's got the role of Jade and we we've, we've got an LA casting director filling that role for us. Wow, so, um, she's just, she's trying to be part of our part of our game, you know. That's crazy, man. Like, but, but I don't see the upside of that. How how do you win that? You know what I mean? Because once people see it on TV, it's like, wait a minute, that ain't you. What's yeah. that all about? Maybe she's hoping they'll never check. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> bet you that's what it is. Yeah, it's just it's like how people put fake shit on their resume and they're like. Yeah, yeah, but but who's gonna call to see or, if I got? Or, that or you know what? That she be like, well, I was on it, but before it got, you know, put out, they cut me or some, right. something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the original voice of Meg on Family Guy, you know. Ah. Uh, as soon as it blew up, he, they got rid of me. But um, that's yeah. You can like I see. There's a quick story they had and uh about an actress, and you can just like follow him on Twitter. Uh, I see that shit all the time, and I'm just always like, hmm, somebody's fucking up. Dexter's mad. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then also, of course, uh, we put the trailer in the chat during mm-hmm. Spreecast, but, uh, of course, we also have the link on our site still. Uh, yeah. you can go to our site and just search Dead Room or Shadow Dog Productions or Sponsor, um, and all that stuff will come up. Um, uh, but yeah, make sure you guys check out the trailer and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and watch the show, man. Uh, when, when are we gonna know when the show like is officially out, oh, Dexter? Yeah, uh, within a month. All right, okay. man. Within a month, and see, you'll know if it gets on Sci-Fi Channel because all of a sudden I'll get so egomaniacal that I'll, I'll lose like a thousand <laughs> followers immediately because I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking cash shit. Just seventeen tweets in a row of more. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I would I would like spend like three straight days in Golden Corral. You know, that, <laughs> that, 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 get me out of there. It's like, no, you motherfucker. You said it's all I can eat. Yeah, I'm until like, somebody. Yeah, I'm not leaving here until y'all need a forklift to get me. Yeah. And, and you know what, Dex is gonna go in. He gonna make demands. He was like, unless you're fat, don't don't cook for me. Right. Is Everybody this, cooks for me needs to be over 200 pounds. You call this gravy? This is not gravy. Yeah, you guys. Except for you, Karen. Anybody, people got to be fat. Right. People got to be fat to be able to cook good. 
you gotta you gotta knock a wall out to get me out of here that's when i'm leaving (laughs) that's when i'm leaving um uh but yeah oh i didn't even do the other sponsor which you know we probably should right um (laughs) uh this show was sponsored by adam and eve um i mentioned them earlier that works yeah you can uh, use use code tbgwt you get half off of one item uh then they give you three free adult dvds slow motion white people having sex in the rain and all kinds of conditions with good camera work and like and makeup yeah like they take they got a production studio right they take people that like you know didn't get their shows uh tv palettes or local syndication and they were like well i got all this camera equipment so they take people that you know are also are professional and record people having sex um, and then you also can get a free extra gift that's so central I can't tell you what it is. Nope. And free shipping. So make sure you use the code TBGWT to get all these wonderful discounts at adamandeve.com. All right, man. Until oh, tomorrow. Story, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, this true story. When my dad was in the Navy and they'd be parked at the dock in a new ship because the chefs had a special uniform, so you knew who they were. Mm-hmm. So they would come walking down. And there'd be like six ships parked in a row. And everybody would be out there looking at him. And if they were fat, they would all all the sailors would be calling for him to come on their ship. And if he was skinny, they'd be calling for him to keep moving. Right. That's a true story. Because even the oh. sailors know if you're fat, you can cook. If you're skinny, you can't. That's a good point, man. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like, like trying to feed me carrots. Oh, I want no yeah. damn carrots. It's like they should have a game where they give you a plate, right? And then you eat it, and they blindfold you. And then when they get done, they make you guess the weight. Guess the weight. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Like guess the weight. I don't know. That wasn't that good. This uh, mother, these these grits are running, man. Oh, this yeah. motherfucker's skinny. I'm gonna say 125 pounds because this is terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure you make sure you guys check us out tomorrow when we'll be talking to Black on Black Cinema, uh, their first time on the show, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about a bunch of uh movies that uh you know only black people have watched uh because they're either that bad or that much of a cult classic. So. Um, that should be fun. Yeah, that'll be at nine o'clock. So until then, love you. You too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>